everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Behind the Sounds. I'm so excited to be joined today by songwriter, artist, extraordinaire, Pillbox Patty, aka Nicolette Hayford. Thank you for joining us. How are you? So good. Thanks for having me. You're super welcome. Um, I know you have been out on the road. You're currently on tour with Brantley Gilbert and Jelly Roll. How is it going? How's it been? It is the most fun ever. Um, those guys are from the top down, the whole camp. Everybody is like so sweet and funny and fun. And it's really been a blast. And I mean, their fans are like all in. It's it's really awesome crowds to to play for. Yeah, I've been seeing like the videos on Instagram and social media and it just seems like everyone is so immersed from beginning to end. Obviously opening for a show like that, do you feel like quite a lot of pressure to get the crowd going and, and keep up appearances because they are such obviously huge artists? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I really want them going into their set, you know, excited and full of energy and, um, but it's kind of, it's like helped me like, you know, up my game because I want to be as engaging as possible and as energetic as possible. So um, it's the pressure is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great pressure. And I suppose the timing wise for you, uh, we're going to talk a lot about obviously your new music that you've released, um, but moving in and transitioning into being this artist and kind of finding yourself, does it help having like shows planned and being on tour whilst this is all happening? Yeah, um, it's kind of like I've had to adapt quickly, you know, and do like a complete, like very quick transition um, into this. So I um, it's a little overwhelming sometimes because I'm still kind of acclimating, but definitely being so busy is good because I'm just like in go mode all the time. So I love that. I love that. We are going to talk a lot about music, but I like to start with everyone way back at the beginning. I love to talk about growing up music how did you get into music what was it like in your household did you have it on a lot how did you become the musician that you are today um there was always music in my house there was a I mean somebody playing music my dad playing music um we had a piano in my house you know my dad uh is a piano player and dabbled in songwriting and stuff himself for a little bit um so I was always like around it and um listening to music and going to you know shows and stuff and like bluegrass festivals and all that um in Florida it was a big part of like growing up you know I was I was pretty like surrounded by it and then um I started going to this Durango Songwriters Expo thing and that really got me into it and um it took me a minute to like not be super shy I was I was kind of writing secretly for a long time <laughs> but um yeah, I was probably like by 17 or so, I was like, oh, I can like share this, some of it. <laughs> <laughs> and who were like your influences? Because I think when you listen to your, your writing and your music, you hear a lot of different kind of genres and influences, but are there any kind of people or artists in particular that you really look back and think, no, they were a massive, massive influence to me? I mean, yeah, definitely like Stevie Nicks, um, Don Henley, Bonnie Raitt. I mean, a lot of like, I have different influences for different reasons, like songwriting, um, Don Henley, Stevie Nicks. I mean, there's, I could go on and on and it, and it changes daily because I forget people all the time. <laughs> um, and then like singing wise, 
I learned a lot about my voice and a lot about singing from like Mavis Staples. Um, I love the way she would throw certain stuff away and um, just like her swag is just, I mean, unmatched. <laughs> um, and I really listened to a lot of 90s hip hop. I mean, that's a really big influence on me and, and that style, like the writing and the truth telling and using your voice as like an actual, actual like instrument, like a rhythm, like um, that was a massive influence on me too. So it is a little all over the place. <laughs> That's the best way to be though. You never hear these kind of incredible artists be like, yeah, I just listened to one person growing up. Yeah, right. It's great to have um, a bunch of it. And then when did the, the songwriting come into it? Like, how did you realize you could write a song? Um, I was always a, a writer, even like as a kid. Um, but I didn't start like writing songs until I was maybe like 13 or 14 and I kind of wrote some songs. I didn't really know what I was doing, obviously, but um, that was the first time I was kind of putting like words to melodies in a thoughtful way. Like, and you know, like I was a, trying to do it, not like being a kid making up a song. Like I was, I was attempting to write a song. Um, but I watched The Last Waltz for the first time. And that was the first time I sat down at a piano and like actually composed a song like while at an instrument. And um, that was kind of a game changer for me. It was a big like aha moment kind of. I was like, oh, I, I need to do this. <laughs> and was it, cause I think a lot of the time when I've spoken to people about writing songs, everything for them is like, it's just a way of expressing themselves. Is that how it started for you? Or was there any kind of further intention behind it? Yeah, it started for me like that, for sure. Um, I mean, I didn't know that much about songwriting. So I had no choice but to write what I knew, you know. Um, so it was definitely like an expression and a release for me. And um, it's funny, it, it uh when you get into like really songwriting professionally like that changes a little bit because you're writing for other people but eventually you get back hopefully <laughs> to doing it how you started doing it you know like saying getting something out that you need to get out yeah I love that and so you say obviously going up to 17 you're like okay maybe I'm ready to share this did you have any like plans what was the goal was there a goal at that point no, I mean, 17, my life was so chaotic and there was no, like, I mean, I had a really, I was in a small town. There was a lot of drugs. There was a lot of like craziness going on. So there wasn't like, um, a path or a thought. I mean, I was just kind of in survival mode, you know? Um, so it took me a while to like get on my path. Cause I just had a lot of like crazy stuff um in my life and I was pretty lost and um I had to navigate life first before I could even think about like a dream I mean that wasn't even like it was always there somewhere but there was a lot of things that had to happen before I got to that point yeah I love that and when you finally realize that it's you know maybe this is the path that you're going to take do you start to think of a plan as to what you're going to do or what you want to achieve? Or did you kind of just let it roll? No, once I knew, um, I was living in Jacksonville Beach, Florida, and I was like, 
had started like writing and working with people and like making music. And I was like in a band and doing some shows. And um, I knew at some point, like there's just this knowing that happened. And I was like, I know I have to be in Nashville. I know eventually I need to go to Nashville. And then that um, urgency kind of increased, you know, it was like, okay, I really have to like go. I don't, it was just like a weird knowing. Um, and I just made like a, a date. I said I had to leave on July 4th cause it's the most fun day in that town. And I knew if I, if I was going to leave on the most fun day, <laughs> then I was serious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I did, I left on the 4th of July and, um, drove to Nashville, but that was, you know, several years getting to that point, but, um, I knew I had to be here. So. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's so interesting when you speak to people about why they go to Nashville, everyone just says that there's kind of this thing that just pulls you towards it. And you can't really explain what it is, but it's just like, I need to be there. And did you go with any, like, any meets, any rights? Or was it just like, I'm going to turn up and see what happens? Um, My dad was living here. So I had somebody here. Um, I had done the Durango Expo thing. So I knew... um. I had a relationship with like Shannon Hatch, who's still like m massively important in my life. She's um, been my CSAC rep since before I even needed a PRO <laughs> for sure. Um, but I knew some publishers and I knew some writers and I had like a, the gist of it. And thankfully I knew like how far I needed to come before I started asking for favors. That was like, that's the biggest blessing that I had, you know, because when you're like super naive, you don't really like even realize how bad you suck, you know? And, but I did a little bit, at least. I was like, look, we have got to raise the bar. We're not, we're not having meetings for a while. <laughs> we're not doing that. Like you're not taking notes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I had, when I was ready and I had questions and when I was ready to be set up with rights and stuff, I, I did have some people, um, that I reached out to that I knew for a long time. So that was super helpful. Mm -hmm. And one thing I, I always find this really interesting is I assume beforehand, obviously you've done the, the expos and things, but a lot of the things you'd written, maybe have been on your own. Did you notice the change in your writing from getting in rooms with people that were firstly in Nashville and also probably you know, had that bit more experience or maybe had songs out. Did you notice a shift in it all? Oh yeah. I mean, you have like songs. I think that the shift happens like song by song and not necessarily like every song get a little better. Cause I mean, you can write a bunch of greats. I still write a really terrible song every now and then. I mean, it's just, so, <laughs> it's just part of it, you know? Um, but I definitely started having like, whoa, okay, this is like what you're supposed to feel after you write something that's like really good. So then it was like, then you're chasing that and trying to do that. And you're kind of understanding why that song's so good, you know? Yeah. And you're, I was always um, A and being a song that I thought was really good that I wrote with like what's actually happening. Um, so that was like a big tool. Cause I'm like, okay, this is great to me, but like, let's figure out see how this doesn't match up with what you think is really good. <laughs> like we still have some work. So it was like a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, and I always have work obviously, but it was a lot of little steps like that. I still do that, you know? Yeah. I, but it's so good to be that self-aware that you, you do it and that you actually have that in you. Um, fast forwarding 
a few years, you start working with some really big names in the business. I'm going to talk about your relationship with one particular artist who um, you've had many, many hits for, Ashley McBride. And you kind of started when she started at the same you know point in you were getting your first hits when she was getting her first hits and it it's a real interesting when you you look at the songs you've written together of how they've grown and all the success they've had how did that relationship between the two of you start um it started by just being friends which is really awesome I mean we were friends for a while I mean, years, and we'd always be like, we need to write, we should write, we, you know, that whole thing you do in a bar with everyone, you're like, yeah, we should write sometime. Um, but we uh, we were like just actual really good friends. And when we finally did get in the room, we were like, this is so fun. And there's something like tangible here um, that we need to do this a lot more. And so we just started, writing a lot you know I mean it was like a couple of times a week we were both in our first deals we didn't know you know what was going we're so excited to just be in it you know you like you kind of feel like you're in it at that point um Ashley was light years ahead in the sense of she had been playing shows you know for years before that um so she had like her thing has always been her thing. I mean, it's, it's evolved because that's what happens, but she's always had like a very like obvious thing. That's her thing. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Like, and I mean, that's, that's sounds obvious, but I mean, that doesn't, that's not, it's really not like, it's, it's not that super common that somebody is just like, this is my thing. This is who I am. So that was like awesome. And that was like, you know, a huge advantage for me to be writing with somebody like that. I mean, this was before anything happened, but even just like, oh, she knows who the hell she is. Like, okay, we can like really do some real shit here. So that was like awesome. Um, but yeah, Die Bar and Delonica was like our first um, song that did anything together. And that was magic. To do that with a friend is like, I mean, that's the dream, you know? It's like, can you believe we're doing this? <laughs> like, really cool. It's so great. And it's one of them things, I suppose, that when you are friends, and actually, does this make it easier or harder? Because I suppose when you have ideas that maybe the other doesn't like, does it make it easier to be like, no, that doesn't work, let's move on? Or does it make it harder being friends because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings? Oh, no, we fight. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it, it makes it easier because there's no ego there. It's literally just like, Ugh, I don't know. I don't I hate that melody. I hate that line. I wouldn't say that. Well, it's like, we're so honest because we're friends. So um, it makes, it works for us. I mean, it's great songs. And I mean, we love each other, but that's part of loving each other. It's like, it's fighting. Then we'll be like, all right, fine. That was, you're right. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> you can admit it. Um, and then again, like fast forwarding a few years over the last few years, one night standards we've got to talk about it just a little bit because as much as the many many songs you've written together have been massive successes this one was a huge game changer for her and I assume for you as well um did you ever sitting in that room that day writing that song expect it to do what it did I knew it was awesome I knew that when that hook fell out accidentally how it did 
and we were all like, "Ooh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, because that was a song me and Ashley had started writing. Um, we were doing some interview and we had to pretend to write a song, but we can't pretend to write a song. We're going to actually like write a little bit of a song. And we, we had started writing that. And so when we brought that idea to Shane um, and then that hook, it was really one of those like magic days, like that hook fell out accidentally. Like they like misunderstood each other. Like Shane thought, Ashley said one night standards or something like there, it was just a really funny, like very natural way that this like awesome idea just like fell out of the sky. And um, so I knew that, but I, I, I never like, I didn't have any like massive expectations with it because I mean, you just never know anyway, you know, mm -hmm. but I did know that that day was special. I love that and it's it's funny because often when you talk, when you hear people talk about some of their biggest songs it's a you know a mistake almost or something that happens so unintentionally and then becomes this this massive song and I suppose for you as a songwriter did you found find that it opened a lot of of doors for you obviously it being nominated for for awards and things does that just kind of blow things out of proportion your way in the sense of there's so much more out there yeah um definitely I felt for the first time um that I was really in it you know I mean like Nashville and probably I mean the music business in general it's kind of like a spider web you know and like you're trying to get here mm -hmm. and there's all these things that have to like you got to go like another layer and another layer and another layer in and I touched the center with that song you know what I mean and so I I definitely um some some doors opened and I just really felt part of it like the whole thing you know for the first time so that was that's awesome yeah definitely and obviously then going going through you know the years since and it, it seems like it kind of came out yesterday but also 10 years ago at the same time <laughs> one of them songs isn't it um but you've had so many hits for other artists Chrissy Metz, Lenny Wilson hundreds of artists but you are now fully kind of in and you are releasing music as an artist what was there any kind of polarized moment in the last few years that was like right this is the time this is why I'm gonna do it now it was right after um one night standards because I with all those doors opening up I knew it was like okay you're about to be like on this grind as a writer but you have the money to go make a record if you want to go make a record. And now you've got just enough like clout that you can tell your publishers like, Hey, I'm going to like dip out <laughs> and do this thing and not turn in songs for a while. Like I've just enough going on to get away with that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just took advantage of that. It was, it was literally, I mean, right after awards, I think I went, we did the first retreat um, to write this project, I think in February, right after that. So it was absolutely the catalyst and it happened right after. I love that. <laughs> and it's, it, as you say, it's all about timing, isn't it? And the first uh, two songs from the record, the project are out now. Um, good people. I really want to talk about it because I just love it. I love the concept of it. I love the idea. And I think for me, it's setting a kind of aspect of what to expect. So what, was there any intention behind this is what I want this project to be. Is there a, you know, almost like a subtext to it of what you want to come out of it? Yeah, I mean, I, 
I think it's a it's a great introduction because it's like you know everybody has their own way of lifing you know some people you know I just happen to be around people who are like you know they're drinking and there's a bonfire and kids are running around and you know it's not it's not like a leave it to beaver situation you know it's there's a lot of stuff going on that a lot of people would maybe be judgmental about and and whatever but I'm like these are the best people you know that I mean that I know and Mm -hmm. they're all kind of like this sorry I have a very needy dog (laughs) um so I wanted to introduce those people because that's like yeah I mean those are the essentially the kind of people that I'm uh writing for and two and I'm one of those people you know so um yeah that's definitely the the introduction it was it was intentional but all these songs kind of just fell out so it wasn't that overthought you know yeah and is it a case of these songs have been in my you know in my story for ages and I've had them ready to go for ages or are they all new as you say fell out like current songs um they were definitely new songs they were not new thoughts or ideas I mean they were things that I really wanted to write and there's some you know in songs I've written for other people there's a little bit of those like truths that leak into those songs I just never got to tell the whole story because I was writing for someone else's story you know um so the the thoughts and the truth and the stories behind it have all been there but um it was the first time I got to actually write the whole thing so yeah they definitely weren't like I didn't start any of those they they were all like from the ground up mm-hmm. and do you because obviously as you say it's you now you don't have this kind of you know pressure on you I suppose to make it work for someone else it just works for you have you found that there's almost a new element of freedom in your writing because it's oh for you? hell yeah it's <laughs> it's awesome because I mean you're so like careful when you're writing for other people because you you know you're writing for them and you have to like respect their dream and their vision and their thing and, and you want to be really mindful of that um that's your job as a as a songwriter you know um so when I got when it got to be just like for me oh my god there's because there's so much shit that I would say that definitely a lot of people that I've written with would be like there's no way (laughs) so yeah I mean it's it's no filter you know because I'm I I'm not afraid of you know I'm like this is how I talk (laughs) anyway you know I love that and I think you know as as someone who is a particularly a a songwriter fan and, and that's you know why this whole concept started there is something to be said about when songwriters put out their own music because it's you hear so many snippets of all these things that you've heard over the years but it's as you say it's the the whole the whole truth and the whole story um if you could say there's like one thing that you want people to take away from it what would it be um that's a really good question I think I want people to feel good about themselves, even the not so good stuff, you know? I mean, this record was really healing for me because I got to put it all out there and like love myself for it and um, celebrate these kind of like dark things. And 
um i want other people i want people to feel like that you know when they hear it i want people to be like yeah i mean mine it wasn't that pretty you know it wasn't like it's a little some questionable things going on um and i've been through some stuff but instead of that being like a sad slow thing i want it to feel like a celebration so that's great i mean i for one the songs that are out already have anything to say for it I'm super super excited here it's going to be called Florida as well which I love because even just in this conversation we've had you've obviously mentioned about how much it's impacted you and your writing um was that kind of a decision that you made even before it was together that it was going to be called that no um I I looked at you know when we had the collection of songs that we knew were the songs I was like I mean, this is all comes from what I come from and where I come from is Florida. So um, that it was sort of like getting a dog and not wanting to name it too soon. <laughs> like you want to see its personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I waited a while before I, I decided what the album was going to be called. I think it's very, very apt. And I'm, yeah, super excited to hear it. I'm sure so many people are too. Um, I'm going to let you go relatively soon, but I have three questions that I ask everyone at every interview and uh, they normally end up becoming a bit of a whirlwind of answers so I'm going to give us plenty of time for them and um, they're all based on threes my first question for you and it is super hard can you name three songs that you wish you'd have written uh, Stevie Nicks Gold Dust Woman Don Henley Heart of the Matter Oh my God, there's so many. I know, <laughs> the list is endless. So hard. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I'm gonna have to circle back. Can I circle back? We can circle back, it's fine. It doesn't get very much easier though, the next few questions. Oh man, <laughs> Um, What about, and I, I would have been, I think you would have shot yourself in the foot there if you hadn't said a Stevie Nicks and or a Don Henley song. <laughs> Oh, and before I was waiting for them. Um, what about three albums that you couldn't live without? Um, wow, that's tough too. I couldn't live without. Oh man, that is so tough. There's so many. My brain's like, what? I know. <laughs> I mean, right now, for the sake of like not thinking for three hours about it. <laughs> um, I need to like look at them. <laughs> I know, that's how I have to do. Look I, at the collection. That I absolutely have to have all the time. I think. Um, Rumors is was that record I just learned so much about songs in general and I think that that album's pretty important to me. Um What else? There's so many. This is hard. You can say your own record. That'll do. We can say no, way! no one's ever said that. We can play without it, but I mean like uh pet sounds i mean that record i mean oh, there's so many 
I know I should probably say five but I think that would still be just as hard it would still be just as hard I'm like I'm leaving so many things out um because as soon as we hang up the call you'll think of like 10 others I know and I'm probably going to like text you and be like no here they are (laughs) we'll circle back and we'll do a real but I do have one more of the three questions and that is uh on your bucket list are there three artists or writers producers that you haven't yet worked with that are kind of like they are bucket list I want to work with them I mean yeah Rick Rubin And we also use this as a manifesting session. So we attack them and we think about I mean, I just want to like pick that guy's brain. Um, I mean, God, that is so tough. I mean, and there's so many people. I mean, post them alone. I would like. I, do you know, I can see that though. I I can see that happening and I'd love to see that. I would love to see that too. There for sure. He's um, dipped into the the country world. Yeah. He's got I think that could uh, let's manifest that. Yeah, I think that could definitely happen. Me too. I hope. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that it can happen. Um There's so many, like, I mean, Patty Griffin, mm-hmm. um, Bonnie Raitt. I mean, there's so many people. If I just started, I'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It makes up for the lack of other answers. We can just throw out a load of these ones. Um, I love it. That was three. Okay, good. Okay. We, we, we nailed that one. <laughs> it works that's the thing and that's why I like to put people on the spot because I think if you think about it you think about it too much um yeah. so I like to put people on the spot because also you never know what's going to come out and some people just say the most random things but it I works. mean UK super tight definitely can't live without that record like I mean they're so oasis I mean that record I mean, like ones that I'm like, I can't, if those didn't exist, I would be devastated. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I just listened to them so much. It's but interesting when you think of it. And I think, you know, and this is what I love about um, with songwriters is normally, I mean, I personally listen to albums top to bottom and I think songwriters do that too. And so that when you think of albums, you don't think of just like the, singles that are on it or the big songs you think of the kind of accumulation of what what that right yeah and that's why it's such a difficult question because there's so much to it um but that's it that's all for the question (laughs) you did great thank you um sorry (laughs) great chat so your your new record is coming very very soon um you're still touring so much coming up anything else you're allowed to tell us of what we can expect um I know you might have to keep some things under wraps but about what's what's next for you um I have a really something really exciting that um I had the privilege of doing um with some of the most brilliant writers 
in town and in my life. And um, we got together and made something really cool. Um, and that's really all I can say about that, but that is coming soon. And um, I am like really freaking out about it. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> excited. So um, that'll be very soon. Amazing. Well, I look forward to it. And as I said, I really look forward to the record and it's been so, so great to chat and hear the stories. Um, and I can't wait to hear them on my record player. So thank you so much for, for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for talking to me.